There are thousands of FileMaker developers using the Claris FileMaker platform every day. That means there are thousands of origin stories. While the origin stories have similar paths, each one brings a unique spin on the journey. Whether a person was a painter and discovered FileMaker to make their job easier, or simply learning FileMaker because of the new job requirements, each story is worth sharing. In this episode, we feature three FileMaker developers whose stories are quite different. You'll hear my separate conversations with... Uh, sure, I'm John Sindler with Seedcode. My name is Kimberly Carlson. I am the president of AppWorks in Portland, Oregon. Hi, my name is Steven, and I am an independent contractor who focuses primarily on developing FileMaker systems for the manufacturing industry. John, Kimberly, and Steven share their unique FileMaker origin stories. As you listen today, think of how your own story is similar to or different from theirs. A beginner interview asking each one of them where they were before they found FileMaker. First, John. Um, so I was a painter um, uh, before college and after college and um, trying to exhibit. And back then you sent slides to galleries and museums and you had to label them. And um, it was a really tedious thing to do by hand. And Next, Kimberly. Sure. So I used to own an animation company. And in 2012, I sold my animation company and moved to Portland, Oregon. Ooh, I was intrigued by Kimberly's animation studio. Gosh, he told you lots of things. Um, one of our main clients uh, was a company called Birthday Alarm out of San Francisco. And this was, yes, back when e-cards were the thing. <laughs> I wrote, I, yeah, I wrote many, many, many e-cards and then had, uh, I think I produced over a thousand e-cards over the course of eight years. Wow. She left animation and headed to FileMaker. At the time, I didn't know anybody in Oregon very well, um, but one of my sound designers and a couple of the animators that I had used for my animation company lived here. And I got to know them a little bit better. And uh, David Weiner, who uh, was one of my sound designers. <laughs> so he had been working with Matt Navarre at what was then MSN Media for a few years and thought that Matt and I should talk. Mm -hmm. and they were at the time a company of about two and a half individuals. And uh, Matt had not had as much structure as I was a company. Uh, used to having. And after a brief conversation with me, we decided that I could really help out and infuse a bit of structure into MSN Media. And five and a half years later, here I am. We're now AppWorks and we are a company of seven full-time employees. I have a few um, contractors on the side. And finally, Stephen. Uh, well, it was a it's been a while now, uh, probably about six years ago, um, I was working for, um, probably shouldn't say the name of the company, but they focus very heavily on mobile devices and we all love them. Um, and they're pretty close to FileMaker. Um, but I was uh, at one of their retail stores and um, I was in, into programming for a really long time since I was in middle school and was kind of just tinkering around with different things to try to help out. Um, nobody had really asked me to, but, you know, with the, sort of the developer and all of us that wants to improve things for ourselves and those around us. John, Kimberly, and Stephen came to FileMaker differently, but eventually they did come to FileMaker. Um, 
I had bought one of the used Macs. I had bought, you know, the joy back then was whenever you bought used gear, you got to see what kind of software was on it. And um, one of the used Macs I bought had FileMaker 2 on it. And a friend of a friend gave me um, a slide label layout. So you could print slide labels on these little Avery's and doing it, you know, with FileMaker, it, it looked professional and I could send them out. So anyways, I'd been using it for that for a long time, for a few years anyways. And um, My first day on the job was the first time I needed to use it. And Matt had created two separate FileMaker files. One was for all of his bookkeeping and one was for all of the internal tracking. And it was my job to not only learn both of those on the fly, but also how Orpheus works, which is the FileMaker solution that the Oregon Health Authority uses to keep track of all communicable diseases in the state of Oregon. Yeah. So I jumped in the deep end right off the bat. <laughs> um, and a particular application that I'd written uh, to help out with some stuff at work had caught the attention of one of my coworkers. And he pulled me aside one day and uh, wasn't necessarily interested in the app that I'd written uh, for them, which was in uh, actually, I think, .NET at the time. VB.NET was what I'd written it in. So completely wrong language for the environment I was in. Um, he pulled me aside and said, uh, hey, how would you like to you know, develop professionally for, for a living? And he said, I can make you a very rich man. And I was 19 at the time, so that sounded really attractive to me. And as a dropout of college, I said, you know what, I've got nothing to lose. And he said, well, we've got this, this client um, that his whole world for his entire manufacturing business is based in FileMaker, and he's wanting to make some changes. He says, uh, do you think you could do that? And that was the first time I'd ever heard of FileMaker. He said, well, we've got about a month before we've got to meet up with this guy. Uh, do you think you can learn it between now and then? I said, I don't know, I don't know, but I'm going to try. <laughs> um, and so it was, uh, th that was my, my very rough introduction to FileMaker, but it, it turned out, you know, that small meeting that we'd have that would last no more than five minutes, uh, would really set the course of what I was to do for the next, you know, six years of my life. After their initial encounter with the platform, FileMaker became their environment of choice. And then somewhere along the line, I'd gotten laid off from a job. And right around when FileMaker 3 came out, and I remember looking at FileMaker 3, it was such a big difference from what was happening in, in 2 and thinking, man, you know, you could make money with this thing. You, you know, like you could make something people would buy. And one of the contacts at the job that I've been laid off from um, had a FileMaker database and it was a mess and she was managing like a photo shooting, uh, like a, a stock photography business. And I, I said, you know, I don't know what I'm doing with this thing, but, you know, if you can pay me like just a a little bit of what I was making at this job, I'll learn it and build you whatever you want. Um, she was also my landlord at the time. So it was a pretty scrappy <laughs> arrangement, but she did she basically paid me to learn it. I have. So the bookkeeping system that Matt created was clearly intended for Matt and Matt and I are very different individuals and we tackle things in a very different way. So I actually started doing things on my own, on my own side and going, okay, I need to learn how to do this. I need to learn how it works. I need to learn how to sell it. I need to learn how to manage people who are developing in it. So mm -hmm. I dabbled as much as I could and I got as far down the development rabbit hole as I would dare go before I would call for help. <laughs> how far was that though? I'm curious. How far did you get down the, the rabbit hole? Um, I don't know. I'd say I'm an, I'm a big intermediate. Okay. 
with with uh, little bits here and there of intermediate, yeah. Right, and so I didn't have a, I, I didn't have a whole lot of expectations when I'd, uh, you know, I was kind of the guy that everybody expected would go to college and graduate early and then go get a job somewhere, you know, in California or in Washington, whatever. And by the time I'd made it to the university, it was just like, I looked around and I thought, you know, this is not for me. And I didn't know what it was. It was supposed to be for me. And looking back, I still don't really know why it felt like it didn't fit right. But um, at the time, you know, I was definitely sort of really down on myself kind of thinking I'd just thrown away a whole, you know, path to success. And I had no idea where I was going. And so um, the opportunity to work, you know, first to start at what was going to be at the time a startup that was supposed to develop into something bigger uh, felt like this great, you know, this great new path had been presented to me and I was super excited about it. And FileMaker for me was the right blend of, you know, a framework with um, all of the support that comes with it and uh, just enough for a single developer to handle on his own um, to be able to do things reliably and consistently um, for uh, you know a company. Uh, I, I still am the only developer with with whom I work, and so uh, you know I've got a to do list the <laughs> the size of the tower sitting on my desk at any time. And so um, I, I think FileMaker is really pivotal in being able to work through that as quickly as possible because you can sort of. Um, you can't forget the nuances that go along with, you know, creating an application necessarily from scratch, but the things that, I mean, we all know and are familiar with the framework, it definitely lowers that barrier to entry so that you can do more um, in less time. And I think anybody can appreciate that. Their first encounters led them to understand generally a lot about how FileMaker can be useful. Yeah, I mean, I, that that was okay, that that project. We, you just kind of marched along. There, there were no really big eye-opener moments there, but I remember when that project started to end, um, I, had, I could do pretty cool things in FileMaker, but lots of the other pieces of the ecosystem were really opaque. Like, I didn't know what networking was, and I'd heard about, like, Apple Talk, and but I just didn't know what anything was doing. So, you know, you kind of reach this point where you can do stuff in FileMaker at a certain layout, but you can't deliver a whole solution to anybody because you can't do any of the other pieces. Like I didn't know what kind of hardware FileMaker ran on. And so I started, um, the, these lists were active, right? And so I found people on the lists and I emailed them and said, Hey, I'm, I offered like myself as a, as a contractor, cause I can do the FileMaker part, but you're going to have to do the networking and everything else. And that was the eye opening moment. Cause I hadn't seen anybody else's work at that point. Okay. And I started emailing except what was, you know, popping up on the blue world list. But the folks that I emailed that I remember it was one day I emailed like 20 people in Michigan who are on the blue world list. And at the end of the day, I had three clients and, hmm. um, you know, I know now that they were the clients that nobody wanted to work with, right? They're like, Oh, we'll give it to this young kid. This is going to be hilarious. <laughs> but I was doing work for people and I saw other folks work and Grant Cleveland from Cleveland consulting invited me to come down and he showed me what he was doing with, um, local files that had the interface and then uh, hosted files that had the data in them. And his local files that had the interface were basically just Photoshop images of all the field borders oh. and labels and gradients. Oh. And like, they were so over the top with these little oh. transparent fields put on top of them. And that just completely blew my mind. Like <laughs> these two files that talked to each other and the scripts were only in one place. And I mean, yeah, I had, I had no oh. idea. And he, he lent me a laptop as part of my work for him. And, uh, 
I mean, I just remember like, I think I pulled over to the side of the road and called uh, my girlfriend who's now my wife. And I was like, baby, we're, we, we're set. We're set for life. <laughs> like I've got this <laughs> laptop. I've got this gig that paid God knows what, not much. And uh, it was just such an eye opener that like you could actually have a career doing this. Uh, so yeah, I'd actually say that the most current versions of FileMaker are actually easier than the ones I started with. I started in, I think, 15. I used to be a, an editor-in-chief for a um, print and online magazine. So I was really comfortable working in InDesign. And there were a lot of similarities between the two. So wow. it was really comfortable. If you asked me at the time, I probably would have said I was panicking left and right. And even looking back now, I, I know it definitely wasn't enough, but it was just enough to land the client um, in that meeting. And what was so interesting to me is they, I'd received, I think, an NFR copy of FileMaker Pro, which was uh, back then bifurcated into FileMaker Pro and FileMaker Pro Advanced. So the application I was using to do all my training, which I was following along with, I think Chris Ippolite at iSolutions did the lynda.com tutorial at the time. And so I was following along in FileMaker Pro. When we got to the uh, meeting, the client had FileMaker Pro advanced on his system. And I remember seeing features that were there that I hadn't really, there were very small nuances, but I hadn't familiarized myself with, but it would just so happen that he would ask about something in that particular version. And he he'd asked i think how to disable a comment well you couldn't do that in filemaker pro but you could do it in filemaker pro advanced and i didn't have an answer at the time and so i just kind of guessed i was like uh let's hit here you know uh, a menu item and it just luck of the drive it happened to be there and so i asked john kimberly and steven how useful their before filemaker skills were in their new career well i mean it, it it didn't seem very sexy and bohemian to say that um, developing in FileMaker scratched the same itch that painting did, uh-huh. but it was really true. And okay. it, it let me, it scratched that creative itch without kind of the paralyzing um, confrontation with your own self-worth that painting <laughs> was, <laughs> uh-huh. you know? And so I just found like, it was like things flowed when I was doing stuff in FileMaker and um and the painting, you know, w- was was beautiful, and like um, I still interact with a lot of artists, and 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 am in that world a bit. But making art, like that was it was. It, I didn't at first. I didn't think I was closing the door on that part of my life, um, mm-hmm. but in hindsight, that's what I was doing. I found something that let me do the same kind of thing in a, in, a, in an ecosystem and vocabulary that was just a lot more fluid than painting. I feel very fortunate that I came from the printing industry so that I understood the layouts and the InDesign and that aspect of things. But animation itself was also very um, helpful for my current position because in many ways, running an animation company is very similar to running a FileMaker firm. Okay, that's good. Tell us about that a bit. Sure. Um, So, you know, if you have an animation company, you have a lot of creative people, you have a lot of introverts, you've got those that are, you know, a couple of really shiny extroverts that want to do everything all the time. And if you translate that into FileMaker, you've got the, you still have a project, you still have a deadline, you still have to create something that other people are going to enjoy and use over and over and over again. You have your creative types, you have your introverts, you have the people who don't want to talk to clients at all, you have those who want to do nothing but talk and everything in between. So it's a, yeah, I've known how to corral the cats for a long time. 
would definitely say because I think the uh, what we wound up doing eventually was hitting the keyboard shortcut for that particular question he asked, which I think was command like forward slash at the time to comment out. And in almost every IDE that I've ever used, that's generally the you know hotkey for let's comment out this particular line. I think VS Code uses it, um, which didn't exist at the time, but. Uh, I think Eclipse also does the same thing. So that background for sure um, helped to sort of trigger that memory. But at the same time, I mean, FileMaker is, you know, partners with a company that prides themselves on being intuitive. And you can definitely feel that uh, that intention bleed over into that particular uh, into that product. I feel very comfortable, you know, taking certain steps that I do in my solutions because uh, in the back of my head, I'm saying, well, you know, somebody who's way smarter than me has already thought about this. And so I should feel, you know, that I'm supported by the application I'm using. And so I would say for sure in getting started, um, being what I would have called myself a developer at the time, but, you know, not really um, helped. But for sure, you know, FileMaker, if you're just beginning, is there to hold your hand um, uh all the way through, and it definitely still does for me today. Each FileMaker developer here learned the platform in different ways. That was now, so Blue Blue World was a hosting. I mean, I'm you know, my memory is not what it should be. I'm sure other people that you've interviewed will have better uh, takes on this. But Blue World, I believe, was a hosting provider, and they ran um, the most popular mailing list for FileMaker developers at the time. And it's okay. very much like what the community is now. And it was the place to go for like example files and tips and tricks and, and it had a super active user base and really good moderation. And, um, you know, there were flame ups and stuff, but it was, it was you know, real early, like bulletin board culture kind of brought forward with files and attachments. And yeah, it was where everybody met. And that's what I was doing. I was building her app and answering every question that came up on Blue World, um, posting some of the answers occasionally, but not so much. Uh-huh. And that was it. Um, mm-hmm. FileMaker also, even way back then, seemed to have a community around it the way other apps didn't. Like you found an app and it was just like this app and like, well, good luck, buddy. But uh-huh. this, there, you know, like if I needed to tweak this layout, I knew where to go. And it wasn't just my friend who like, you know, had given me this disk and I owed him something for it. Um, you know, I, I, there was a community already. And so that was, you know, that was definitely part of it. And that was part of learning, you know, learning all this, the early bits of the internet and learning how to stitch apps together. Um, it definitely felt like part of that maker culture in a way that the established apps, um, like the Adobe stuff didn't, those were products, right? And this was like a DIY tool. Well, I redesigned our entire internal solution. Um, I didn't do it all by myself. I, I had assistance with my developers whenever someone didn't have anything to do. I was like, great, come here. Let's, let's build out this section of it. So, so I've gotten the beginning to end, um, design under my belt now. And I recognize what I don't know. Uh, uh-huh. I'd say the last time I dabbled in it was two days ago. <laughs> okay. when I wanted a field that didn't exist. So I added uh-huh. one. Yeah. But if it's reporting or if it's something a little more detail, I can do reports, I could do layouts, I can add fields, I can create new layouts. But if I need to run a script that pulls specific bits of data or a loop, then I'm usually like asking for another developer look over my shoulder. Well, the company I was working for at the time provided free access to lynda.com. Um, and you'd go in and set an account. And so I kind of hopped on there and uh, the 
tutorial I followed along with was that one by Chris Ippolite. And it, I think he just created it for either FileMaker 13 or FileMaker 12. And so it was terrific. Um, I watched it, you know, cover to cover. And then there was, a, I really wish I could find it. There was an excellent uh, SQL, or I'm sorry, uh, SQL uh, tutorial on just database relationships, you know, like first normal form and so on and so forth. And I have wanted to go back and watch that so many times and I cannot find it to save my life. But so there were just you know, a couple of different tutorials that I, I followed along with and it gave me just enough of a grip on this new concept uh, to be able to speak confidently to that. Because prior to that, I hadn't done any, you know, I'd, I'd worked in applications, but none of the stuff that I'd worked in had done any sort of database queries, didn't cover relationships, um, any of that. So this concept of uh, relational database to me was both brand new and brilliant. It's like, you know, why haven't I ever thought of this before? And so it was really kind of like they say, you know, drinking from a fire hose um, at the time. Nice. Since John's the only guest today who's been around a long time, I asked him how well FileMaker solved problems even back then, way back then, you know, in the Stone Age. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good, that's a good question. I mean, part of it is we, we just didn't have the inner, you know, the opportunity to interact with other systems. Yeah, you know, for okay. a lot of us, there weren't other systems, you know, uh -huh. we were building the first thing coming out of paper for our businesses. Um, maybe somebody was using Excel, but, um, yeah, there, there's just so many more applications now that, that we need to talk to and the data lives in other places. I don't think yeah. the business needs were, were, were that much different, but the information okay. was definitely more siloed. For each one of them, FileMaker solved problems and it remained extremely efficient in developing apps. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have any money, so it was just whatever showed up. I mean, you know, I had PageMaker, and I, I guess I could have made labels out of PageMaker, but it was too hard to find, you know, an Avery layout or whatever. This problem solving has been around for quite a long time. It's it's amazing how much they got right in those very first versions, and a lot of you know what's come since has really been keeping up with the outside world. You okay. know, the core value proposition, a WYSIWYG layout combined with a database hasn't changed. And they got so much stuff right around how do you make, what's a field and what are, what's a dropdown and what are radio buttons and um, that, that, that field formatting stuff, you know, when we're implementing things into Dayback, I'm looking at early versions of FileMaker and being like, right, these are the same problems they faced. How do you categorize information? And they, they got so much right back then. Yeah, that's just a testament to what, you know, what was, what was going on. With her background, Kimberly has a different perspective on why FileMaker is a great choice. To, mostly when you're working in the layout side of things, the UX UI design is a lot easier. Um, I, I admit that scripting is not my strong suit, mostly because I just haven't had an opportunity to really delve that far. But I'm very much a visual person and I'm very much a UX UI designer in, from that perspective. So David and I have that in common. We're very much a how, where does the data flow and how does the user use it? I asked her about the ease of design in FileMaker. I do think it's easy to design in FileMaker, and I think sometimes less is more. Okay. You, you learn how to maximize what you have versus too many choices sometimes overwhelm people. And, yeah. you know, depending on how many different types of solutions you're building for different types of users, some people want something really simple, others want something really complex. Some people like, you know, everything on one layout so they can see it all at once. Others want to be, you know, carried softly through their <laughs> data. <laughs> it just depends. 
Stephen has a great perspective where he found FileMaker very easy to work with, but not without issues. I wouldn't say it was esoteric, but it was very specific. Uh, the client uh, that we landed, uh, he had a cousin that was also located in the same town, and they both ran these manufacturing plants, and but they weren't direct competitors with each other. And so uh, the cousin had actually written all of the solutions, and he gave them to you know his cousin uh, completely free of charge to use to help manage his systems. But the client I had landed was also opening a facility several states away in Virginia. And so he wanted everything that was basically going to be any sort of dynamic text dealing with the company name localized to whatever location was currently being operated. And so that was sort of our trial run as a, uh, a developer with this guy was to uh, localize all of that information to that particular company and then install and deploy on FileMaker server several states away which you know only added that much more stress to the situation but uh yes filemaker 13 was uh, terrific filemaker 13 server uh was very easy to get up and running and then uh deploying all of the solutions i think we had um you know all the bad times stick in your head more than the, the good times unfortunately but i do remember um launching one of the solutions to the server at some point and forgetting to change the permissions on the actual database file. And so by the time this was after I'd done a bunch of feature upgrades and I was super excited to get it running and I get a call from the customer the next morning and he can't modify any fields because he doesn't have permission to. And so it's like, Oh my God, what did I do? And it was, you know, nothing FileMaker did, but it was, the answer was right there, you know, in uh, all of the documentation. And so we got that fixed. It was a five minute, just change here and there, but it was a terrific uh, solution at the time. Kimberly has a final thought on the benefits of FileMaker. I think that what's also important is not just how to, not just that you're solving the problem, but that you're solving it in a way that is organic for the user to use it. As I close out the interview, I wondered, what are they working on now? Yeah. So I mean, with, with this otherwise, yeah. Right. Right. Well, I mean, with this whole, you know, um, I think there's two narratives in a lockdown. You know, the people that are incredibly bored and the people that have never been busier, um, and and we've like never been busier. And partly because you know we're we're really trying to help those clients that we can, and 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 also just a lot of the other dist other things I used to do in my life are, are no longer possible. You know, all the tribal lands are closed, and we're not surfing, and you know, you're just kind of taking care of your neighbors. So we're, we're super busy. And the thing I'm busy with is finishing up uh, day back for FileMaker 19. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know what everybody else's, you know, take on the release is, but, you know, Claris made two substantial changes to the way the web viewer works in WebDirect and, and, and allowing uh, it to call scripts in FileMaker and then allowing FileMaker to execute JavaScript in the web viewer. That just really took the gloves off for a lot of the stuff we've been doing over the last few years. I mean, our the in-market version of Dayback is really hobbled by the way the FileMaker, you know, 13 through 18 web viewer works. And in 19, that that hobbling is gone. And so the the same version of FileMaker that we or of Dayback that we've been deploying to Salesforce and G Suite and everything now comes into FileMaker 19, and we're able to deliver all these new features to people. And the, just the integration in WebDirect is so smooth and easy. And the stuff that FileMaker's gotten ready in terms of add-ons means that adding Dayback to a file just gets so much simpler. And so that's what we're working on like this week is just kind of finishing the FileMaker 19 example file and getting 
getting the sample data in there and the documentation and the documentation is just so rewarding. I mean, there's nothing better than just deleting dozens of pages of integration instructions. <laughs> um, Wonderful. Yeah. So that that's super exciting. You know, every once in a while we get a really, you know, some, some releases of, of FileMaker, you know, just help you move things forward a little bit and some change the way you do things. And for us and for people who are building web viewer apps, 19 changes the way you do things. Nice. The FileMaker is for app AppWorks is solving the problems. It's it's running your business, right? You've got absolutely solutions that run your entire business in FileMaker, right? Yes, we now have one. It's all one. in one now. Yep. Kimberly's job has given her eyes for only FileMaker. No, I don't anymore. I just go straight to FileMaker because that's that's the realm I'm in now. So, um, well, I'm definitely uh super excited about all of the new features that are web viewer focused uh, because this is something I feel like we've been waiting on for a long time. Having this, having the function available in the actual JavaScript now has made a huge difference. And uh, my, the project about which I'm excited right now, and I'm hopefully looking forward to uh, offering this up uh, once it's done and is looking a little more robust is uh, a way to, uh, basically uh, adapt the smart list or a smart folder functionality that you would see in like a mail application or in, in the finder um, on Mac and apply that to uh, records. And so uh, my, um, my client's uh, problem, I guess you could call it almost, is that he's got, uh, let's say we're looking at a list of orders and um, their threshold for what's running late is 14 days or the threshold what is actually late is, you know, it's past the due date. And so being able to, um, there's a lot of really cool uh, existing JavaScript libraries. One of them is the uh, jQuery um, uh, SQL uh, builder, which will allow you to go in and uh, make, you know, comparisons based on uh, fields that you define. And so um, I've got a uh, rough, well, it's actually returning results now, but um, basically where you can take uh, information or criteria and dynamically define it and then create a list based on that. And then you get all of that information. You can sort of click through it and filter through your records on a, a more dynamic basis. Also, the thing that I hate doing most when I'm developing, and that's really using the word hate loosely, um, is developing uh, any of the list-based layouts because there's so much there's so much of the same thing that you do over and over again. And I think users tend to expect uh, certain features like uh, column sorting is one of those things that you know they expect to be able to click at the top and be able to uh, sort by that particular field. Well, um, that's not something that you, know, you natively can do in that list without adding a button or adding you know, the functionality to the header that you, you, you added to that particular layout. And so, um, a lot of the JavaScript libraries that exist already, uh, like Data Table and so many others that are out there, have that feature built in, and they offer almost even a more native um, feel to the application, provided you can style it correctly, um, to be able to do these things like column sorting or even dragging the columns around. And so I've been able to uh, create branches based on what those existing libraries are to sort of give it a, a more native feel to the applications. And I think that this particular component that I'm working on that, uh, like I said, I'm really looking forward to being able to share with the community is going to 
sort of extend that functionality and give a more you know polished feel to the application as far as it integrating with uh, what uh, the user is already used to. Uh, and so I'm quite excited about being able to leverage all of that and get things going. Finally, John gives us some good insight onto how FileMaker is good for the client and good for us as developers. Yeah, you know, you definitely like you definitely get a rush from solving people's problems in a different way than you do kind of look looking over the shoulder at an ex, somebody's shoulder in an exhibition when they're looking at your painting, right? Like, uh-huh. yeah, that's a very solitary. Like everybody, you know, writers say they write for an ideal reader, you know, and every artist and creator like works for an ideal audience, but we get to work for like an actual audience who's incredibly demonstrative and expressive in their uh, in their thanks. And especially when we're building for other developers or other tinkerers, making those people happy and letting them go do something. I mean, that that's just, it's just rewarding in such a different way. John points out why we might be developers. I mean, I think, you know, making tools for somebody else is kind of like the root of empathy. You know, the tool maker empathizes with the tool user and builds them something that like fits their hand or whatever. And that, that empathy is really there in a way in a, in a very profound way for those of us who are making tools for other people. Um, and it's, it's really satisfying. And that's why, you know, that's why we can hire people that work for me and work and, you know, work on your team who are also excited about doing this because they're finding a lot of, you know, fulfillment in making tools for other people. Um, nice. Yeah. Whereas like hiring somebody to come work in my studio and paint with me, is just not, this is just like a different proposition. <laughs> John, Kimberly, and Steven are FileMaker developers, and they came to the platform in pretty diverse ways. As a painter, John needed an efficient and quick way to print labels for his work. The software on his new Mac computer included FileMaker, and he found that the easiest to use. Kimberly joined the FileMaker community by being part of a Claris Platinum partner. She learned how to work within the ecosystem to create more organized company tracking tools. And Steven came to FileMaker through Claris's parent company. His knowledge and skills in coding helped him right along develop custom apps for his clients. These stories are some of the diverse ways that people chose the Claris FileMaker platform. Thanks to John, Kimberly, Steven for their stories. We appreciate their openness and their time. There's still room for more stories, so reach out at info at and offer to share your story. FileMaker Origin Stories has been away for a little while, but we're back and getting your stories out there more frequently. So stay tuned for more stories next week. We will feature three more developers that came to the platform in different ways and have surprising and interesting stories. Talk with you then.